The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. And I'm not saying this is my favorite podcast. I'm just saying I really, really like it. It is presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Just use that promo code PODCAST1 so you get the 50% sign-up bonus today. He is at Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. And yes, he is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. That is the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino out there in Vegas. He is as legit as legit gets. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, classic journeyman, awesome temp job in my 20s. Now I do whatever I can to avoid a real job. College games on Saturdays, NFL games Sundays, Monday nights. Got a boatload of podcasts. Got a new digital show, radio.com, home and home. Uh, loving life. Loving life. Wearing flip-flops, mesh shorts right now, and a polo shirt. Life is good. And you know why life's especially good? Because Steve and I are both up double digits units already. Three weeks into the season, I'm up 12 units. Steve, you're up 13 units. It is amazing. We will get to that momentarily. First, though, I do need and want to let you know about a cool new podcast. Every weekday morning, it's called The Lead. They'll bring you one big story from the Athletics All-Star team of local and national sports reporters. So if you want to add an additional sports podcast to your repertoire, to your portfolio, they've got in-depth interviews, they've got the biggest stories of the day, they've got all kinds of comprehensive reporting, fascinating clips. You know it's pretty good if it's from the people from Wondery and The Athletic. Stay tuned to the end of this episode for a preview of The Lead. And don't forget to subscribe to The Lead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this right now. 
All right, so before we get into last week's pick, Steve, we want to welcome in our buddy Dave Mason from betonline.ag. That's the place where we place our bets using the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. I must warn you, Dave, Steve and I are both up double-digit units already this oh season. God. We are essentially putting your 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 entity your business out of books how worried are you right now <laughs> you're not alone man we got a lot of winners especially last weekend uh some of those some of those games this past week college football was great on saturday which was the first because college football has been a real grind so far this season but uh now uh, i mean this past weekend i mean we had some big winners we had we we needed the jets big which is awesome the thursday night game was awesome but oh my god let's stuff like Dallas and that that Browns game. Oh, oh my lord! On Sunday night, that that was a killer for us. Can you talk to me, Dave, about the discussions that take place about uh, moving the line because of the amount of money that's spent on one side or the other? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's you know, it, it's it's it, it's a conversation. I mean, it, it, people think that we just book action, try to get that 50-50 action on both sides, and we just scoop up the juice and we're making our 4.55% or whatever it is day in, day out. And, and that nothing is further from the truth. Um, you know, most – we try to get the sharpest odds, right? We, you know, you don't want the sharps battering you. So if the sharps are betting something, you're going to move on them as opposed to what the public is betting. So that's, that's how you have these huge decisions. Like, like this weekend, for instance, um, you know, the, the, the Patriots minus seven at the bills, uh, you know, it, everybody is betting on the Patriots laying seven in Buffalo. So, you know, we're talking about like 92% of the better so far. Um, but there is, there, you got to respect the sharp action. There is sharp action, on the bills. So that number is not going to go to it. It could go a little bit higher. It really could because it's going to be a massive decision, but it's not going to be anywhere as high to get that 50 50 action. Just not. You can't. You got to respect the sharp action. Even though the sharps have not been very good at fading the Patriots over the last three years, we got to keep respecting that action. And, you know, we get big decisions because of that. But over the long run, posting the sharpest odds, um, and taking those sides, taking those big decisions, is going to make the book far much more money than trying to trying to balance the book and get fifty fifty or whatever. It, it's it, that's just a losing proposition. Because I mean, if if you give there's too much action on one side to get fifty fifty action or anything close to it, I mean the sharps are going to pound you. They, they they bet big and they bet over and over again and they bet through syndicates and everything. So all of a sudden. You know, you're screwing around trying to balance a book, and all of a sudden you give an extra point or two to the wrong team, and all this flood of money from guys you're not going to get the money back from comes in on the team you don't want it to come in on. So, you know, you, you, we, we gamble, I guess the word gamble too, just, you know, having these huge decisions. I mean, I look at this weekend, and there's one big decision after the other. So, the, the, hopefully I explained it good that way. But, um, yeah, 50-50, no, that doesn't happen. What else are you seeing, you know, like so far this season, early season trends? Early season trends. Well, it would be nice if some of these big favorites started losing out, right? <laughs> or, you know, you know, the, the teasers, people love to tease these, these games where they're like seven, you know, six, seven, eight, nine points 
down. And, uh, you know, that those, I don't know what the record is now, but some those, those type favorites aren't losing outright. And if those favorites that lose outright, we do great on teasers. So, um, you know, it, that would be nice. <laughs> some of these, some of these favorites of sevens, you know, six, seven, eight, nine points, or they're on, they're on upwards, start losing. That would be help the house out greatly with teasers. Steve, questions for questions for Dave, whether it's this week or for the season so far. I just want to talk about one game in particular, and maybe we can pull back the curtain to what goes on because you think it's just an algorithm and it's all by rote, but this is um, very much um, artistry to, to the bookmaking. So you've got a Rams-Cleveland game, and all the money is on the Rams, and it's public money. And then all of a sudden, the day of the game, you've got, you're have got you a book, and you, you need Cleveland, and then you see the Sharps come in, and they're playing the Rams also, and the line's already up to three and a half, and you're moving up to four, and the Sharps are still playing it. Dave Mason, what do you do? You hide under your bed. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You, I mean, you, you say, hey, man, you know, you keep putting it up until Sharps buy back and and uh, and let let the game play. You know, it's it's one of those games that it's we knew it was going to make or break our Sunday. If, if if the Browns do their thing and 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 get that touchdown late and cover and then then we're rolling, you know, um, but they didn't. So. It's not, you know, it was one of those games where it was going to make or break our day. Yeah, it was the public was on it. Uh, Sharps bought into it, and um, that number kept going up. And and you know, one of those games, just shoot, let let's play the game, and we're either be raising, we're either be partying tonight, or we're raising the white flag. And it was the latter on Sunday. Dave, really appreciate the time as always. Just wanted to check in a little bit into the season here. Thank you so much, and. We'll just keep taking your money over at betonline.ag. You should you should listen to the rest of our picks and adjust the lines accordingly. We're on a roll. Yeah, well, I expect both of you guys to buy me a dinner in the near future then. Have a Thanks, good weekend, Dave. guys. <laughs> All right, Steve. Let's start with last week. It was a good week, man. Both of us only had one wrong bet. Mine wasn't until Monday night. The Redskins really let me down. You had an exotic for the Thursday night game that didn't go well. We got every Sunday football pick right, Steve, both of us, every Sunday pick. Let's start with the Jags and the Titans. I took the under for one unit. That easily hit. It was a 20-7 to game. The under over-under total was 40. You had no score in the first six minutes and 30 seconds, and – I'm trying to remember, was there a there was like a fumble or an interception, and then Gardner Minshew threw a touchdown, right? Yeah, I think it was a turnover. I got to be honest, I've deleted it from my memory after a Sunday of action. But um, yeah, it's the danger of when you play a short-term prop bet like that. You can have your handicap right for the game, but one play can kill you. Moving on, uh, Bills and Bengals. I leaned Cincinnati. That was a good lean. I should have placed a bet there. Denver versus Green Bay. You and I both did a three-unit, two-team teaser where we teased the Vikings and the Packers both down to minus two. They both came through for us, 34-14 Vikings, 27-16 Packers. 
I'm back on, Steve. I'm back on with the teasers. I lost four units week one or whatever, but I'm back on. We got three big ones there. And, th- and those were relatively easy, too. Yeah, you could have been sweating the Green Bay cover, certainly, but never sweating the teaser. And, you know, that's the beauty of it. When a game lands right around the number, you, um, if you have the teaser, you're usually sitting fat. I think I might be a teaser guy now. I think I might be a teaser guy moving forward. All right. So Atlanta and Indianapolis, I leaned Indy. That would have come through. They were laying two and a half points, and the final score was 27-24. Nothing for Baltimore KC. Uh, Oakland, Minnesota, we already talked about. The Lions and the Eagles. I, I thought the line was way too high with the Eagles laying seven. I put two units on the Lions and won the game outright. You leaned Detroit. So that was two more units there. We had nothing for Carolina and Arizona because of the Cam Newton situation. The Giants and the Bucks. I put one unit on the Giants. You leaned Giants. They were getting six and a half. Daniel Jones was good. Maybe he is good. They won 32-31. I put a unit on the Jets getting 22 and a half points. And even though they did not score an offensive touchdown, they covered for me 30 to 14. They covered. They were getting the 22 and a half. You put two units, Steve, on the under 45 and a half. That barely cashed because of the special teams and defensive touchdowns for the Jets. But it did. Uh, nothing on Miami Dallas, nothing on the Saints and the Seahawks. We both leaned Houston in that Chargers Texans matchup. We should have bet them. They were getting three points. They won by a touchdown. We would have won that one. They won outright. We both liked the Steelers getting seven points in San Francisco. They only lost by four, had a million chances to win that. We probably got lucky there with all those turnovers, really. Two units each there. And then uh, Monday night, I put a unit on the Redskins getting four. They lost by 16. It really didn't feel like that close, although they almost came back and got to a one-score game. For the week, Steve, you, are, you were up five units. I was up nine units. That means for the season, I am up. 12 units you are up 13 units and we hit on both of our best bets so our best bets are now six of eight for the season let us keep it rolling in week four cannot tell you how much joy i get from following all my picks every sunday while i'm watching the games it is awesome All right, Brian, let's dive in. Our week four NFL lines, once again, as always, presented by betonline.ag. Using that promo code podcast one, Ross, let's start off with Thursday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay laying four and a half points with a total of 45 and a half. So the Packers offense has kind of struggled thus far. Although the Eagles might be a good team to go against because they have not rushed the passer well and their secondary is beat up and hasn't performed very well. Uh, the Eagles should get Alshon Jeffrey back, which I think helps a little bit. It probably doesn't make sense, Steve. Uh, this is more of a gut feeling. Um, I have won a couple times this year 
by taking the team, getting the points from the Eagles. This time I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to put two units on the Eagles getting four and a half points. I think the desperate times call for desperate measures. I don't think the Packers are a 4-0 type team. Would not be surprised if the Eagles win the game outright. But at a minimum, I picture them keeping it close. Two units on the Eagles getting the four and a half points. I'm going to lean to the over. I've got nothing on the side. And it's all about the fact that Green Bay, you look at their schedule so far, Chicago, Minnesota, Denver. What do all those teams have in common? They're all under teams, lower scoring games to be expected. Well, now you're playing the Eagles, an over team. And with Jeffrey likely coming back, that's certainly going to help the Eagles to be able to score. So I expect points. I'm going to lean over. Steve, on to Sunday. Let's start with Carolina at Houston. And the Texans are laying four and a half points, 46 and a half total. Going to lean to the Texans. You know, frankly, this line surprises me. Because let's think about it. Before the year started, Houston's supposed to win eight and a half games, and Carolina's supposed to win eight. So Houston's a little bit better is the perception, and I don't think their performance has really changed. Um, We certainly haven't downgraded Houston based upon how they performed. So if Cam Newton was healthy and playing, we'd expect this line to be three and a half. But, of course, Cam is on the sidelines, and the resurgent Kyle Allen, who's had back-to-back great NFL games, is quarterbacking Carolina, and the spread's four and a half instead of three and a half. So only a really basically a one-point adjustment from Cam to Kyle Allen. And I know he looked great against Arizona. That seems like an insufficient adjustment to me. I'll lean Houston. Um, I feel the other way. I feel like the Panthers are better right now with Kyle Allen than they were with Cam Newton. I think that the Panthers are feeling pretty good about themselves after how they played in Arizona. I do think that Houston's offensive line looked better, uh, especially with the new kid sharping in there at left guard. But I like the momentum that Carolina has as a result of the new quarterback. I think they got a decent chance to win the game outright, uh, but we'll at least keep it close. I'm putting another two units on Carolina, getting the four and a half points. Ross Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, seven-point favorites. Total in this one, 45 and a half. You know, something is wrong, very wrong with Cleveland's offense right now. And we knew the offensive line wasn't going to be great, but they've been okay. It's really been more Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens. Normally, I would take the points with the Browns. I don't feel great about them right now. I'm going to pass the game. I would lean Cleveland getting those points. Um, I am going to put one unit on the under. 45 and a half because Cleveland's defense has actually been really good the last two games and they can't score offensively. They've really struggled. So I'll put a unit on the under 45 and a half. I'm going to put two units on the Cleveland Browns. I know they've underperformed. I know Baker's struggling and Kitchen can't call a game to save his life. My goodness. Draw fourth and nine. Um, But the bottom line is, going into the year, Cleveland was lined to be the better team. And frankly, I know Lamar Jackson's looked really good, but Baltimore really hasn't done very much to show me that I should be raising their power rating to the point that they should be laying seven in this game. You know, they struggled to beat Arizona, a horrible team. And that 
uh, backdoor cover against Kansas City was rather fortunate. So I really haven't raised Baltimore that much in my power ratings to justify this movement all the way to seven, two units on Cleveland plus seven. Steve, the Washington Redskins at the New York Giants. Giants, three-point favorites, 49 is the total. Yeah, I'll lean to Washington. I get it. Jones just played a great game. But, um, you know, Giants are hurting for weapons on offense. With Barkley out at running back, Latimer, one of their wide receivers, is banged up. I don't know if he's going to play. And that leaves Sterling Shepard and very little else at wide receiver. Given that, I think that um, you have to favor the points and take Washington. But I get it. After you watch Case Keenum on Monday Night Football, you can't be eager to do so. But uh, let's face it, the Giants' defense is not the Bears' defense. So uh, lean to uh, Washington. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Redskins. I, I think a week of uh, film on Daniel Jones will help. I think no Saquon Barkley helps. I don't think Case Keenum is going to have five turnovers again against the Giants. I think the Redskins could easily win the game. I think it's a bounce-back week for them. Two more units on the Redskins getting those three points. Ross, the L.A. Chargers, 16-point favorites at the Miami Dolphins, a total 44. At this point, I just feel like the Dolphins, and people might say, well, they're a known commodity. To me, they're kind of an unknown I don't really know which way to go with these. I'm just going to stay away from the Dolphins. I guess my inclination would be to lay the points with the Chargers, but I just, I mean, the Dolphins are going to play and stay close in one of these games. So I'm going to pass that one. I'm going to take the Dolphins for two units plus the big points. I went back. I just watched the replay of the game against Dallas. I like the effort. Miami was trying hard, tried an onside kick in the first half, so um, the players looked engaged. Frankly, a lot of things went wrong for the Dolphins to cause them not to cover that game against Dallas. At the end of both halves, end of the first half, they blew a scoring situation in the red zone with a fumble, and then at the end of the game, they were still inside the number and driving with six minutes to play. So I know Dallas got the cover, but I think it was fortunate. And Dallas is light years right now, better than a banged-up Charger unit. I bet against the Chargers the last two weeks, and I'm going to keep betting against the Chargers with all their injuries. Two units on Miami. Steve, the Indianapolis Colts are home. Seven-point favorites against the Oakland Raiders. 45 points are total in this one. I'm going to lean to Oakland plus the seven here. Indy has lots of injuries on defense. Their really good linebacker is out. Well, I don't know if he's out. He's concussed. He may, he may come back. So I'm not sure that that's the case, but they have some other guys that are injured now. And Oakland is staring down the barrel of a five-game road trip and looking at their opponents. They better win this game or one in six is looking imminent. And because of that, I think we'll get an ulti- a very motivated Oakland team. But I don't trust Oakland. I don't trust a 10 a.m. start time for a West Coast team. Just a lean to Oakland. So I'm going to say I-, I would lean Oakland, too. I like the Colts to win the game. I just don't like the seven number. That seems pretty high for me. So I'm going to pass the game. I guess I'd lean Oakland as well, but it's, it's not much of one. Ross, Kansas City Chiefs, six-and-a-half-point favorites at the Detroit Lions with a total of 54. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm not going to lay that many points with the Chiefs, but that would be my lean. I don't think the Lions are really that good. I mean, everybody's, oh, Lions. You know, the Eagles had seven drops and two awful fumbles. The Lions had a kickoff return for a touchdown, and they still barely won. Now you got the Chiefs coming in? The Chiefs' offense is automatic. I just don't see the Lions' offense being able to match it. So I would lean to Kansas City laying the points. You know, I don't know. Maybe Matt Patricia has a decent game plan cooked up. I don't like to lay that many points. But I I have a strong lean to Kansas City. In fact, you know what? I take that back. One unit on the Chiefs laying the six and a half in Detroit. You know, normally I'd be on the home dog here at 2-0-1 and the crowd into it, but Detroit, two frankly fraudulent wins. You nailed it, Ross, about everything went right for them with Philly, including all the Philly injuries and the ball bouncing wrong for them and them not being able to catch any passes. And the Chargers, frankly, gave away the game in Detroit week two. So Detroit massively overvalued 2-0-1, and Mahomes is incredibly impressive. But at some point, these injuries to Kansas City are going to catch up to them with their left tackle out, Tyreek Hill out, the running back Williams out. Um, is he out or banged up? I can't recall. But um, uh, Damian Williams probably out, but Daryl Williams ran very well. Hate that when you've got two guys that have the same name. Agreed, and, uh, agreed. And, and confuse me, just like the Shepherds over at the Giants. I can never tell when the good Shepherd's playing versus the bad one. Uh, I'm, bottom line, I'm going to pass this game. Next up, Steve, New England Patriots, seven-point favorites at the Buffalo Bills. Low total here, 42-and-a-half. Yeah, so the Bills at 3-0, and but uh, Cupcake City for the schedule, winning against Jets, Giants, and Bengals. You have to wonder just how good is Buffalo. I know this, the New England defense is really good. Somehow uh, the Jets got 14 points, but they didn't get any of it against the New England defense in that game last Sunday. So I'm going to look under in this game. I'm going to go under for two units. That's that's an interesting call there with the line being 42 and a half because it's already pretty low. But the Bills defense is pretty decent. I'm with you. Uh, have, did you do two unit or one unit? Two units, Ross. All right. I'll do two units as well on the under 42 and a half. Honestly, if it gets above that, I think the score would be, I'm trying to think what I think would be on the high end, maybe 27-17. That seems like the high end for me. And look, I'd love to take my bills and the points, but the Patriots are the Patriots. They have a way of winning and covering. So I'm not going to do that. I'll put two units on the under 42.5. Gives us our first best bet of the week. The best bet. Speaking, Bry, of best bets, your best bet to get an advantage over the house this fall, download the BetQL app. I love this app. It is awesome. So much sharp data on college football and NFL games. You can literally stay up to date minute by minute with line movement. They have all the line movement everywhere at every second. It's amazing. Plus, they have this algorithm that gives you rated best bets each week, and they are killing it. Their best bets are almost as good as our best bets, Steve. 
It's awesome. If you live in New Jersey or Pennsylvania too, you can claim exclusive offers from different sports books and use BetQL's data to make the right bets. All you need to do is go to the App Store or Google Play Store or whatever to download the BetQL app. Again, somebody said that they couldn't understand what I was saying. B-E-T-Q-L. B-E-T-Q-L app. Moving on, Ross, Atlanta Falcons, four-point favorites at home against the Tennessee Titans, 45 the total. I I don't really like either one of these teams, how they're playing right now. They're both kind of Jekyll and Hyde. I don't have a good feel for it. This is just a straight uh, pass for me. It is a pass for me as well. I will say this, Atlanta is 3-0 in the stats. Their stats are good. They've out gained their opponent by one net yard per play every time the ball is snapped. But um, they have not um, taken care of the ball. They're minus four in turnovers. So will that change? We will see. I'll lean Atlanta. Steve, the Tampa Bay Bucks at the L.A. Rams. L.A. favored by 10, total 50. I got to tell you, I'm a little surprised. I thought I would be leaning towards Tampa with the 10 days of rest and having given away the game against the Giants. And I looked at my power ratings, and my power ratings actually made the game 11, so I'd be going against my power ratings. And um, you got to wonder about the mindset of Tampa Bay, the way they lost that game against the Giants. Arians with some bonehead late um, decision-making, backing his field goal kicker up, who'd already missed a couple of extra points. I'm going to pass the game. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bucks for one unit getting the ten points. That just seems like a lot. Uh, the Rams really I don't feel like are playing that great of football right now to 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 blow out the Bucks by more than ten points. I think the Bucks have enough firepower to at least keep that one close. Give me one unit on the Bucks getting ten points. Ross the Seattle Seahawks laying five at the Arizona Cardinals, forty eight the total. So I would lean Seattle here. I don't like giving points that often as a road favorite. So I'm not going to do that. You know, the Cardinals are going to play better and win one of these games. I don't know which one, but it could be this one, or they could at least keep it close. So I am not going to place a bet. Just lean Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to lean to Seattle. Also, the Seahawks game, that loss to the Saints, what a curious game that really was with Seattle winning yardage by 250, gave up a special teams touchdown, a defensive score and a fumble, and never quite had time to catch up against the Saints. And I'm concerned about Arizona. If your defense got totally torched by Kyle Allen um, and Kyler Murray can't move the ball in the first three quarters until the defenses get gassed, I don't see how they're going to be able to cover but um, I want to bet Seattle in good situations at home with low point spreads, not on the road. So just a lean Seattle. Steve, the Minnesota Vikings getting two and a half points at the Chicago Bears. Total in this one, 38. Yeah, how about that? We get a team that's clearly the much better team in the Minnesota Vikings catching the points. Uh, that's a no-brainer. we got to go ahead and play that. So I'm on the Minnesota Vikings for two units. They're showing a lot of respect for that Bears defense, and I get it. I was there on the sideline Monday night. They're very good. I think they're expecting 
Cousins to turn it over a bunch. Maybe he ends up doing that. I think this is a reaction to Monday night. I'm, I'm not convinced the Bears are there offensively yet. Plus three touchdowns for Taylor Gabriel. I don't even know if he's playing in the game. I'll put two units on the Vikings as well. I think that they are the better team also. The best bet. The Jacksonville Jaguars getting three points at the Denver Broncos. Total here, 39, Ross. So I kind of like Jacksonville here. I, I don't think the Broncos are very good. I do feel like the Jags got extra time for this one. I feel like the Jags, you know, have some momentum with their quarterback. But now you have the Jalen Ramsey situation hanging over them. Looks like he's not he's trying not to play. He wants to be traded. I just I don't like that the combination with the law of averages, the NFL team. I mean the Broncos aren't going to go 0 16. So I would just lean Jacksonville. Ross, you're my NFL insider, so everything I read said that Jalen Ramsey was going to play Thursday night and then get dealt the next day. What's going on? How come no trade? Because the owner likes him, and the owner wants to pay him, and the owner wants to keep him, and the head coach and GM realize that they're on the hot seat. And so in their mind, why not play him for the rest of this year and hopefully win eight or nine games or whatever with Minshew and keep their jobs. They have him on the fifth-year option for next year anyway. They can just trade him this offseason and arguably get even more return. There, There's just a lack of a sense of urgency on their end to trade him. And after they won that game and he went out there and actually played for them, they're feeling like they don't, they don't want to trade him. But, and they're not going to do it unless they get a big haul in return and the Laramie Tunsil trade kind of screwed that up with the Dolphins getting two ones and a two for a, an above average left tackle. Got it. Yeah. Him going out and, ca- and getting nine tackles could have been the worst thing that he did playing hard. Cause um, now he might be too, too pricey to, um, to go ahead and send away. I will say in this game, I have Jacksonville as the better team, which means Catching three, I should be looking at Jacksonville, but I see Denver at 0-3 being completely desperate to win this game, a must-win. I'll pass. Sunday Night Football, Steve, has the Dallas Cowboys favored by 2.5 points at the New Orleans Saints, 47 the total. Yeah, you know I'm going to pass this game. I think Dallas basically got to sleepwalk in their game against Miami and rest up, whereas New Orleans had an all-in gut-check game that they won at Seattle. So I would argue that the situation, which looks good for New Orleans, a Sunday night football home underdog, might not be as good as you think it might be. Um, but my power ratings make the game right where it's at. I'm going to pass. Yeah, I kind of like the, the Cowboys in this one. I don't really think the Saints are as good as they show. They had a defensive touchdown. They had a punt return touchdown in Seattle. I think the Cowboys will be primed and ready on Sunday Night Football, it's only two and a half points. I'm going to put one unit, just one, on the Cowboys laying the two and a half. I'm, I'm pretty confident they win this game. Final game of the week, Ross, Monday Night Football, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Steelers laying four points, so the total of 43 and a half. This is an interesting one. Um, I am going to pass the game. I think the Steelers win it. 
I just don't know enough about Mason Rudolph yet. Mason Rudolph's kind of an unknown for me. So I think the Steelers win the game. I don't know if they win by more than four. The Bengals have been very close in a couple games. And Mason Rudolph's too much of an unknown for me. I was a little disappointed with how he played Sunday in San Francisco, even though they came through with us on the bet with five Niners turnovers and two long touchdowns. Yeah, very interesting that Pittsburgh went ahead and traded away the first-round draft pick next year. They obviously believe in Mason Rudolph. They don't think they're going to go 3-13 and because it's, that pick isn't protected in any way. But um, I didn't like what I saw from Mason Rudolph. I thought he played poorly against San Francisco, kind of a phony final, if you will, that Pittsburgh stayed within the number. would have been really funny if they or, or fraudulent that they had won the game because of all the turnovers by the Niners. So I'm going to lean Bengals Monday Night Football. Excellent work, Stevie F. I wish it was like, I wish your last name was G. I feel like I want to say Stevie G. Anyway, oh, excellent work, Stevie F. I hope we can keep it rolling. And I love when we're in the black. I love when we have a big weekend. It was awesome. You guys can have a big weekend, by the way, with Daily Fantasy at Yahoo. It's better than ever this year. Yahoo Daily Fantasy just released a new $500,000 contest, the $500,000 baller that has a first place prize of 50000 You got to check this out today. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week with guaranteed cash prizes. Even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can walk away from a game with a little cash. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. That's yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. When you make your first deposit, use promo code POD25 for $25 in free play. That's POD25 promo code for $25 in free play. That will do it for today's Even Money podcast. Let's keep it going, Steve. I'm excited, baby. Uh, If you didn't check out Andrew Brandt on today's Ross Tucker football podcast, he was excellent. The thing he said about Jalen Ramsey, the thing he said about Cam Newton, really encourage you to check out today's Ross Tucker football podcast. And also, speaking of Yahoo Daily Fantasy, check out Joel Dolan on today's Fantasy Feast podcast as well. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. You can follow sports through sound bites or the full story. From up in the press box or down on the sidelines. What do, what do you want to accomplish this year? Actually, I want to accomplish getting on this team first. This fall, a new daily podcast brings you closer to the sports stories that matter. Stories about players. A guy like Zion just represents that hope of the failures of the past don't matter because we've got this guy now. Stories about hometowns. You will see hundreds of people wearing number 32 Simpson jerseys uh, in the stands on Sunday afternoons for a Bills home game. And stories about the teams you love. This was the first chance for all those baseball fans to see their guys. 
From The Athletic, home to the best storytelling in sports. And Wondery, the company behind Sports Wars and Gladiator. I'm Kavitha Davidson. And I'm Anders Kelto. Introducing The Lead. Go beyond the box score five days a week. This isn't a story where you go to some place and interview the athlete and go home. It stays with you. Are you kidding me? I have never seen anything like that. The Lead is out now. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. The Lead. Sports up close. Hey, hey, I need some more of that.